Sleepless nights, baby spit up, maternity jeans, leaky boobs. Some people are ready for all that. So if you're not ready for a baby and everything that comes with it, make sure you're good to go with your birth control. Visit NotReadyNow.com to learn more about a reversible, longer-term birth control option that you don't have to take every day. Discover Park MGM, the newest resort in the center of the Las Vegas Strip. Enjoy powerhouse artists like Lady Gaga and Bruno Mars in the intimacy of Park Theater and indulge in inspired cuisine from tastemakers like Roy Choi at his new restaurant, Best Friend. Park MGM, intimate moments, big experiences. Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? Three girls talking about a lot of love and sin. And there's someone sitting next to us. Who that freaking man? It's ooh, oh, oh. It's Keith. <laughs> Welcome to another spectacular episode of Three Girls, One Keith. Don't you want to first mention it's the first time you have a real celebrity on the show? No, we did when we had a celebrity on the show. <laughs> um, and will you let us introduce the guests? Okay. Whatever. Okay. Usually we wait a little while, but I can't imagine this person shutting up for even six seconds. <laughs> His name is Colin Edward Quinn. <laughs> it kills her to say it. Yeah, it really does. What can we say about Colin Quinn? That hasn't been in a police report. Uh, he is uh, one of all of our favorite comedians. I think I can say that. Um, Keith is kind of wincing a little bit. Okay, shaking his hand. He was the host of MTV's Remote Control. Well, I was a sidekick on that. I wasn't the host, but... Nobody gives a fuck at all, Colin. Are you kidding me? I wish the listeners at home... Everyone who watched that show is dead, okay? Uh, Colin hosted a show called Tough Crowd which was amazing, and people have tried to replicate that. Larry Wilmore. Um, <laughs> uh, let me throw shade at Larry Wilmore, the most unnecessary shade <laughs> Colin was on Saturday Night Live. He hosted Weekend Update. Colin's an amazing comedian and a frequent Broadway and off-Broadway star of his one-man shows. And I think he's just ruined like a lot of lives along the way. <laughs> That's fair to say, right? Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Mr. Yeah. Colin Quinn. Yay! Yeah. Yay! But don't you have any rules? Only you and Bridget applauded me. This whole side of the table just looked at well, me. I, one I hand made a down, small Colin. sound towards the end. Yeah. I, I Rachel kind of smiled. Her eyebrows moved. <laughs> Kevin's yeah. just doing that Irish sulking guy thing. Yeah. You know. Uh, all I'm day. Not, I'm That's not really how he here. looks at me. You feel, you feel I feel so encouraged on this podcast. He looks at me like, well, you yeah. ruined everything. Yes. <laughs> he does look like he's constantly going through a divorce, just a never-ending divorce. <laughs> no, it's because he grew up around like a lot of ants, so yeah. he's always ready for women to attack him. <laughs> so that's his resting pose for he's when a, he gets attacked. He's a Philly guy, man. He's South a tortured Philly. Irish Philly guy, yeah. Yeah, South yeah, Philly guy. Colin, you said your mom does an impression of Irish Catholic guys. It's just them looking out the window sad, like there's something more for them out there. <laughs> that has been very true to my experience. So we wanted to talk about commitment today and sort of whatever that means. Like, I mean, we all went to school. I think we all did bad in school. I'm, I would bet my life on it. Um, medium. 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 What, what was your average, Bridge? Um, grade, you mean? Mm-hmm. B. For Bridget. I always try to get a B for Bridget. B for Bridget. So that's like around like an 80? Yeah. Wow. You would get 80s? Yeah. (gasps) Bridget was an all-star in her high school. She was a homecoming queen. I swimmer. I I was popular, but I didn't have a lot of time for my schoolwork, but some of it did come naturally to me. Oh. (laughs) kidding. But Keith, you attended some school, right? What? There was some school. There was a a mission near your house. No, junior high school. My uh, teacher put threes on my head. 
right on my forehead. I well, said, well, what? Three? Yeah, three. Three E's. E, E, E. I said, what am I going to get for my on my report card? And she showed me E, E, E. Lower than an F. Yeah. Whoa. That's abusive that she did that. Yeah, my mom beat her up, but. Oh, my God. I fully believe that. <laughs> fully, fully believe that. Rachel, I know you, like, didn't oh, do well in failing. school. Yeah. It was never a question of whether I was going to go to summer school. It's just like, oh, her July's booked up, so. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like, a dance as I was walking into summer school. Everyone knew it there. Oh, yeah. You were you were the hype man for summer school. I got, like, <laughs> I got like a 75. Like, I got just enough to pass. What about you, Carl? Did you do well in school? I did very good until fourth grade. Fourth grade broke me. Oh. <laughs> I ended up in summer school with... You know, people for the, like Keith yes. and Rachel. Whoa, what is that? <laughs> I blame the system. I don't blame my own lack they need of a discipline. Punch up, they need to punch up their monologues for they sure. They do. My whole life, I heckle teachers. They uh-huh. used, a couple of them threw me against a wall, like choked me and stuff. <laughs> Did you go to a Catholic school? No, public school. My brothers and sisters had to go to Catholic school because of how public school turned out for me. Oh, and my God. They spent their whole life in Catholic school. They always went, thanks to you. Wow. Yeah. Reading they, old report cards, I bet we, we would all die laughing. It's just like, it was like, Amy's a little too talkative in class with the, you know. <laughs> Yeah. But exactly, we're like the audience members that we hate only in school. Absolutely. That's true. Right. Yeah. You hate that. the most what you recognize in yourself. Yeah. yeah. Squirming, dissatisfied, bored people. <laughs> yeah, I, I got choked up by several teachers. <laughs> yeah. Because oh. I just wouldn't stop. Choked out? Yeah, yeah. they throw me in a wow. cloak room and they yep. call in. They used to do a lot of throwing. My dad yeah, told me that he was in Hebrew me. school and his uh, he's like he said his teacher would always throw him outside, like in a bush. And I'm like, that's so insane that he a would burning carry bush. my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb body and just throw them outside. <laughs> um, you know, and I think we, so we all got to jump kind of thinking like, I can't commit to anything. I'm garbage and my teachers and everybody's like, but then, you know, I feel like when comedy or acting or, you know, creative stuff came along, I was like really into it and could really commit and work hard. Do you, well, what was the first thing you guys committed to? Well, um, I committed to sports and music, like you said. Like, yeah. I used to get up at 5.30 in the morning to go to swim practice before school, and I loved doing that, and I would sleep all through school until I got to music <laughs> and show choir, and I loved that shit. Yeah. Um, but that was it for me. That yeah. and drinking on the weekends. Yeah, but didn't nuts. that surprise you? You are like, oh, I can work hard. It yeah. just has to be something I care about. Yeah. For me, I guess I was this acting coach that somebody told me about, and she lived on Riverside Drive. And she sort of taught me about commitment. Her name was Florence Winston. And like she would just, she disciplined me for the first time, like, you know, in a healthy way. But I would come in like 30 minutes late and she'd be like, you must be on time. And time is important. Everything was either great or vulgar. I remember she would be like, why would you make that expression? That was a vulgar choice. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) But she was firm and we had tea and we read like a great play or a work of art or something. And her house was very peaceful. Like she taught me how to like calm down for the first time. And I remember she told me about like working with Marlon Brando and she's like, his choices were never vulgar. He always made a natural, brave choice. Can we send Keith to her? That sounds like you could benefit from some time. I feel like it's a great time. character that Rachel just made up on the spot here. I really <laughs> did go to her. I swear. That, yeah, she's I'm never mentioned this to me. Florence, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's like, hey, Riverside Drive. Uh, and she... uh, Rachel, we're on that exact street right now. I never was had a, any addictions, but I was addicted to comedy. Yeah, I had to go like I felt that once. Did I that, had that happen stage. right away, or yes. like how 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 long in doing once comedy? Once I got on that stage, that was it. It was it. Yeah, it was like I, I got to get more of it. Right. I did great, of course, up front. Did good, of course. The great. first show is, and I'm thinking I'm I'm on my way. Yeah, you're ready for the. Then the next time I did it, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like 
black people in audience for the first time. Yeah. Now, you don't ever want to bomb in front of your folks. No. And I did. Oof. And they played the song, You Dropped the Bomb on Me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I was like, I, I mean, I was almost, that's, uh, I, I don't cry a lot, but tears <laughs> was coming. I was walking down, you know, to get the bus, and um, a tear almost came out. Then I see my friends from the neighborhood. And I had to, uh, it. Oh, you all right? I'm like, yeah, everything good, man. Everything, you know, but oh, that bomb, ooh. God, that feels good to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to hear that he had to get the bus afterwards makes it better. Yeah, picture you just defeated he didn't on the walk bus. Walk out home. to his car. He went right to the bus. No, right to, straight to the bus. That is brutal. And then, Carl. So I would assume you were like gotten a lot of trouble in school, and like you're. And then all of a sudden you were working. You were like so young, and you had all these like entertainment opportunities. Do you remember th- that time, like you? Having to have some discipline and show up where they told you to. And when was that? But when you started getting work, like as a as a comic, like I'm, I there's well, some I old so- specials of you, and you have like a, a mullet. Yes. And uh, <laughs> your your clothing can only be described as like the Karate Kid on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it was like you know you you got your call time. You got you know did you? But have I to didn't call? really get it because to give you an idea of the delusions, and they started they <laughs> started way happened. before showbiz. But okay, then of I, course. When I look back, you know. And one of them was I got Crocodile Dundee 2, the story where I, you know, I got one line and everybody else was like, wow, you got in a movie. Like in the right. mid-80s, that was exciting. Yeah. I made my girlfriend type. I rewrote the whole script because I saw the script. I was like, this isn't the way New York is. I'm going re- <laughs> to rewrite this script. And I, so I rewrote the whole script wow. and handed Deep it into the director. No! And asked him a few days later, did you did you like it? Luckily, he was an Australian guy. He goes, ah, yeah, man, we're going to stick with us. Oh. You are so lucky. Like, he was so nice And I was like you. this, like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was in a Woody Island movie, so call time. So it was supposed to be at 6 a.m. Yeah. It was the New York stories. that It was the three parts, Corsese, Woody yeah. Island. So, and I had to be there. And I lived, like, I lived the insult to injury eight blocks away. Call time was oh, six. No. Call time was six a.m. No, no. I show up at nine thirty. No, no. First day, the AD, the young girl's AD. She goes, "You just a Woody Allen?" I go, "Did you shoot my scene yet?" She goes, <laughs> "That's not the way it works." Next day, eight forty-five. <gasps> Exhausted too, and I'm like doing Were her thing. Were you drinking these days? No, I wasn't <laughs> drinking at all. Were you already sober? Totally when you're sober. Still a wild you? asshole. How old are you at this point? <laughs> Probably 29, 30. Jesus God. Oh. Maybe twenty-eight. Um, yeah, oh I'm just God. walking in like, what's up, problem? Third day. Did you get fired? No. I, but I shot my scenes, but I sucked so bad they cut my scene out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not because of who I was, just I was bad in the scene. Colin <laughs> also, uh, Colin is the master of abandoning you during a meal. No way. The yeah. only time I ever did it was to Bob Kelly when Manny was dying at the cellar. And we all went to visit Manny, and me and Bob... Sort of knew each other, just not that well yet. And we're walking up 57th and Bob went into this long, horrible monologue about friendship and, you know, death and life. And so, <laughs> then we sit down to eat and he's still talking. And I go, I just want to go over there. I want to go over there to see the desserts. And then I walked out the other entrance <laughs> and went home. If you think you haven't left me, you're wrong. You left me twice. What? You left me twice. Me and Jim Norton. I wanted to give you guys time alone. Thank you. That's what we needed <laughs> for the sparks to fly. Honestly, I blame Jim Norton is really the the catalyst yeah. for all of these things. Absolutely. He's the one that first used to do that stuff. He's the one that first gave people, to this day, 
What's the number downstairs? He always gives the wrong number when some guest is uh. trying to hit the stupid bathroom. <laughs> oh, is he the one who started that? Yeah, and he always, when if you go, you know where the bathroom is? He goes, yeah, and then he'll give you the dead wrong direction. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy is the worst. Let's do a pound it or pass. What do you say? Yeah. Do you want to pound it or do you want to pass? Pass. Do you want to pound it or do you want to pass? Pound it. It's Keith's turn. Did you get that email, Keith? What? Keith had the panicked look like we all had in school when yeah. you're like 12. He goes, Literally, Keith's one assignment was to come up with someone that we would all decide whether or not we want to fuck. Just one person. That was his one assignment. I I had somebody. Oh, okay. Well, who? Uh, What's the... Jesus. (laughs) Come on, Keith. Oh, man. What's the guy? The news guy. Oh, Al yeah. Roker? Al Roker, yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't Roker. just do the weather anymore, Keith. Yeah, he's on the desk. I know, God. he's on a desk, he's on buddy. The desk. You know. Speaking of where I'd like to pound Al Roker. <laughs> <laughs> right on the desk. Yes. Which Al? Thin uh, Al? Oh, no, no. I have no time for Thin Al. I'm pounding the old <laughs> Al Roker when he was a little roly-poly. Mm. He discovered Rachel Ray. Oh my God. Okay, then I'd like to rescind my <laughs> answer. He was at ups- he was at his upstate house, and he saw her on this local show, and he's like, "Hey, she's really good." And then he introduced it to NBC, and that's how she became a big star. Why do you know? Why? Why do you know this? Uh, fun fact. <laughs> oh my God. Um, what do you think, Bridge? Pound or pass? I'm gonna pound it in in the '80s. Yeah. At the craft services table, mm. and uh, he's gonna be getting himself a little morning, uh, just a. Cup of, cup of coffee, black, and then a cinnamon Danish. And um, I'm going to reach around. I'm going to undo his belt. Um, I'm going to drop his pants to the ground, and I'm going to place my hand, um, one cupping softly his testicles and one around the shaft, and I will um, perform um, a miracle. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. <laughs> then Rachel Ray comes in. She's 19 at the time. <laughs> Holding her. hands with Colin Quinn. And, oh. uh, and then the four of us go play a nice game of uh, gin rummy, and it's a day. That's I really like beautiful. I that like is, it. I'm touched. Yeah, I'd pound Al Roker. Yeah, he seems like he'd work hard. Like he would put some effort in. You, you think? Know? Yeah, I think he'd have like a nice, fun-loving energy, and I think he would he would do some work. Like he'd make sure you, you know, were happy. I bet he gets nasty. Oh, I bet he gets real puss nasty. Al, are you out there? So I want to come to your lake house. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, the lake house. <laughs> I want him to say the weather while he's doing it too. There's a 32 percent chance I'm gonna come on your stomach. <laughs> Nice. Keith, will you pound out? No. What? I'm going to pass. I'm just going to watch. You guys pound them. We, you didn't, we didn't invite you. Oh, but I'm there anyway. Okay. Just for Roker. Carl, pound or pass? I'll pound him with my fucking fist. Oh, you homophobe. Colin. Come on. That is the only answer. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Some people are into the idea of adding a baby to the mix. Some of us can't even get ourselves out the door on time. So if you're not ready for life with a baby, visit NotReadyNow.com to learn more about a reversible, longer-term birth control option that you don't have to take every day. Get the details at NotReadyNow.com. Discover Park MGM, the newest resort in the center of the Las Vegas Strip. It's where Lady Gaga, Bruno Mars, Janet Jackson, and Aerosmith bring down the house in the intimacy of Park Theater. 
It's where you can indulge in cuisine from L.A. chef Roy Choi as he mashes up Korean flavors at his new restaurant, Best Friend. Be inspired at Italy Market, enjoy a spin on fine dining at Nomad Restaurant, and let it all go at On the Record, Vegas's first speakeasy club. Park MGM. Intimate moments, big experiences. Book now at parkmgm.com. Okay, in terms of uh, commitment with relationships, uh, um, now I know, Keith, this is when you're probably going to... What? Um, check pro- out? Yeah, check right on out. <laughs> but I think when you're like younger and you're in a relationship, you're not like... There's no commitment. Like, there, you know, what are you committing to? Like, maybe not cheap, but you don't, you're not like, we're starting a life together when you're like 22 or something. Right. My first relationship, I did want to commit. That's why I became a Commit monster. rape? No. Commit <laughs> <laughs> to, jeez, you can't say that. No. <laughs> what? Commit what? You I wanted were. to commit to the girl. How old were you? I was 16. Oh, is this oh, the one that hurt you? Well, yeah, well, I was 16, I wanted to commit, and she was screwing everybody. Had <laughs> a girl. Everybody. You were attracted, you were attracted to these girls that completely disrespected him. Uh, I wonder where that comes from. Maybe, maybe we could work, Keith. <laughs> Are you still like that? Like, do you still date, like, evil bitches? Yeah, I like a good, I like a little evil. Yeah, you like evil. Yeah. That's why you like Some me. spunk. Yeah, some yeah. spunk, somebody, you He know. doesn't date anymore. He just harasses his home attendants. There's no dating. <laughs> <laughs> You're good with commitment, Rach. Like, oh, you- yeah, I stay. I ignore every red flag. Yeah, you do. <laughs> can you talk about I'm the biggest, stare. can you talk about the guy who lied about being um, oh, yeah. a veteran? <laughs> um, mm-hmm, sure. Well, first of all, we found him on the street because Marina found him outside. Like, she's like, it's not a good sign when you find him. The first time you met him was He was outside of stand-up New York, just kind of gently drunk and sort of gently swaying. (laughs) And uh, she's like, oh, (laughs) hi. Are you with anyone? (laughs) She knew that I like, she knew that I like Paul Newman when he was young. And she was like, this guy looks like Paul Newman. And and he was aggressively drunk. So we brought him inside. And uh, he said he had just gotten back from the war and he had these like hot blue eyes. And I was like, yes. Just um, from the war. Yeah, I like he said that he guy. was fresh from the war. <laughs> and then on the second date, he told me that um, he had made up that. He's like, yeah, I, I wasn't really in the war in Iraq. And so I moved in with him. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, it's like dirty probably time. time to move in. Yes. yes. <laughs> what was but good then, about him? Was he, like, good and bad or anything? Like, what was the, what was the upside? I mean, he was wildly hot, like, absurdly hot. He All had right. this construction <laughs> job, and he would just come home and, like, drop his really have a construction out. job? Yeah, he would. That was the one thing. You come home with some paint on him. <laughs> he was a foreman, but he wanted to be, his biggest dream was that he wanted to be like a fighter pilot. So he played this game called Aces High where he would play like a one of those virtual reality fight, you know, like flying war games. But he really oh believed that he was going to war. Like I remember that day that Obama was elected. It was like that exciting night in the city. Yeah. And I'm like, we should go out. We should do something. He's like, babe. You know, I got to fly tonight. Like, he's like, we're invading Vietnam. Oh, my God. And he really believed, and he would refer to these things as actual battles. And when he came on the road with me, he would meet other guys that he'd battled with. And he'd be like, no, we're going to meet Beaker and Badger tonight. And they would sit and tell (laughs) war stories. That's unbelievable. (laughs) He would get drunk and weep over, like, having to invade villages. He never invaded. I mean, it was so actively insane. But I, oh, yeah, I stayed and stayed. Oh, God. (laughs) Keith, you've you have haven't committed to somebody in in a long time where you've been uh, at least honest about it with us. Would you think you're ready to make a commitment? Ah, uh, not really. Oh God, do you think you missed your chance? Yeah, it's over. Oh, you know what? I bet some listeners are like, uh-uh, I'll be the one. 
Now, now he's set in his ways. I know what it is. You no, want to go I'm home? I've never set my ways. Never. Oh, God. even oh, saying that is something bullshit. that someone who's set in their ways would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have some dumb never. bun cake. You eat the entire thing, and then you just lay there on your stomach. No, on your big, I'm never dumb set my ways. There's always room. Always room to grow. You just said you were done. <laughs> Am I right, Carl? Am I right? No, you guys you're are right, both. You're right. Okay, Colin, you miraculously have finally made a commitment. Yeah. Uh, you're getting married this summer. Yeah. Jen is such a, she's so perfect for you. She's like a perfect audience. She still giggles at every single thing you she's say. She's really charmed by you in a way that none of us have ever. No. <laughs> and that's after what, like 10 years or something? How long you guys yeah. been more? And believe me, it's not an ego thing. I don't even think about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah, like, right. He's like, you're a good laugher. Will you move in with me? She can also hang hard with, like, comics and stuff. She's just, like, a really pleasing, easy pe- person to be near. She makes me feel like I'm a calmer person than I am. She's yeah. very satisfying. Yeah, she's, she's, she's very cool. For me, I think it was, like, someone you were like, I could see myself just hanging out with you a right, lot. Right, right. You know, because you're going to be hanging out a lot. It's not, yes. like, all about... I'm in love and I'm, oh, I'm no, fucking. No, it's, it's about getting, if, uh, when you have a, that mood swing, that depression, that I feel like comedians have a lot when yeah. you're just sitting there like with that dead look. Just dead inside. Yeah, and you don't want that. I just, I, I want to be with the person I want to hang out with, you know, who I can, well, like, who can stomach me and we can, like, commit and make it, it through. It's a little different for me because I, I have kids. That was my commitment. To raise my kid. You always say that, but and I feel like I think it's a, such a cop out, but maybe it's, it's not. not a cop out. Like I, I just feel like you weren't like a single mother, like working all day as like a laundress, and then <laughs> coming home and teaching your son to read. Like it's also not like you. It's also not like you were focusing only on your child while you're raising no. your kid. You made plenty of time to be a disgraceful whore. <laughs> no. Pick up every woman you could. No. All these years, no, 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 but no, we no. see you out I'm every not, night. So I'm not going to let y'all do this. Okay, so defend. I, I'm actually going to defend that. No, I had, you know, I spent a lot of time with my kid mm-hmm. getting him straight. Uh-huh. You know, making sure he's cool, making sure, because you got to. He did, drive down, he did drive down a lot over the years. He would always drive. I was always like, How, when, when, do you, when do you sleep? He would drive down to Philly all the times, but they're, they're fair in the, uh, that you weren't sitting in the stands at the Little League game. Yes, I was. <laughs> no, every no, game. That, I, I actually was. I was at my son's football game. I got him to everything. Baseball, I took my ten- son to tennis. So I spent a right, lot of yeah. time doing yeah, if your kid plays three sports. What I'm doing all sports, uh, uh, anything. No, there, you couldn't think of anything else. But <laughs> I, <it's laughs> sounds, a lot of people have kids and they still find a way to... To what? make room for a special someone in their life. I, well, but me and the mom were still together. Me and Tracy were still together. You were? I didn't know that. How yeah. long were you guys together? Me and Tracy, we, you know. We're not going to get I'm scared of Tracy. This is, yeah. You know I said he's scared of Tracy with good reason. Yeah. Yeah. Not, Tracy, Tracy doesn't play. No, Tracy. Uh, look, now, we Tracy, know Tracy. Look, All right. When I first met Tracy, I tried to... Um, <laughs> I was like, you know, oh I tried to push her off a little bit. Like, hey, Tracy, you good. She we, pulled a gun on you. We'll be friends. Everything is good. Yeah. And she said, oh, we'll be friends? I said, yeah, we'll be friends. She said, okay. But this is after you slept with her. Yeah, after yeah. I slept with her. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be friends. And, then, you know, friends are always important. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. Disgusting. And she said, friends okay. are there for life. Now, and I had a meeting at the, at the bank she worked at. Every time with the boys and all, we have meet and put on ah. big shows. We put on put on all the big shows. So she said, uh, you had, "Okay, you put on shows at the bank." You don't. No. You didn't hear about we his meet, horrible comedy met, group. 
Oh, we, Comedy Express? Yeah, we met. <laughs> we met. We met. We had a lot of meetings. We brought, brought in big groups. Yeah, like yeah. You guys wasted a lot of time. and all that. <laughs> so, 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 so when she worked at the bank, she said, okay, you, 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 yeah, I understand. I understand. But guess, check this out. When I see you in front of your friends, I'm gonna punch you right in your fucking face. Oh, I love her. What Tracy, hero. God bless you, Tracy. Uh, and I'm like, uh, you know, I never left her from that. Well, I was yeah. so scared, I did, you know. Did anybody bring a quote? It's a beautiful day. One of my favorite Dean Martin quotes is... Um, oh, why don't you let us guess where they're from? Oh, okay, then let me do another one. Sorry to change the podcast. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a fun. Everybody loves games, right? <laughs> oh, my the God. The fans at home. <laughs> the who? You're going to guess, Colin? You yeah. get three guesses. You, If you guess it, I'm going to give you $100 cash. I'll guess before you even say it. Dean Martin. <laughs> <laughs> You're nobody so somebody loves you. <laughs> Oh, uh, everybody loves somebody sometimes. <laughs> Colin? <laughs> Dean Martin. Oh, my God. It's all Dean Martin. I, I got one. Okay. <clears throat> this is a nice quote. Oh. You're not going to get it. Oh, we're guessing You're who said it? Up. Yeah, Are we who guessing said who said it? it? Guess who said it. Okay. This is a woman from Success the Success is nothing, nothing without someone to share with. Share. Rakim. <laughs> Rakim. I can't even believe you know Rakim. Um, <laughs> Say it again. Success is nothing. Nothing. Without someone you love to share with. I'm so sorry, Colin. And oh, that's that's got to be um, Marvin Gaye. No, that's Billy D. Williams. Oh my God! Oh. Ladies, sing the, the blues. Wow. Of well, well you should follow that advice. <laughs> Anybody else? Quotes? Quotes? I I got one. It's really dumb, but we went to this wedding once, and uh, the guy was the. Everybody said that they were really mad that he'd married a Jew, and the father of the bride got up to give a toast, and he was really Christian, and he goes, yeah. and his toast was this, and he glared at his new Jew, Jew wife, <laughs> and he held up his glass, and he goes, life without God is like an unsharpened pencil. Where's the point? And he slammed it down. <laughs> oh, my God. I like that. I like wow. that. I like that. To celebrate the third season of Three Girls, One Keith, I have a special gift for you guys. You can now get 60 days of Spotify premium free when you go to Spotify.com slash promo slash Amy. That's a hell of a deal. Enjoy, but keep in mind, this offer is only available for users in the U.S. and U.K. I have a question about Colin Quinn. Um, So, Colin, we... You're someone that I, for some reason, like, really trust your advice. Yes. Like, I was going to film my special at the Fat Black in a really small room, and then you just text me, oh, you should do it at a big theater. And I went, okay. Like, I just, your word is the end for me for some reason. But, you know, in my mind, I think you're garbage. You know what I mean? Like, be bad guy. But you seriously, like, you're the guy. Like, you speak at everybody's funeral. You're sort of like the voice of reason for comics. How did that happen when you're so morally bankrupt? It's it's that's a good question. I mean, I guess it's the contradictory nature of people, Amy, and also the fact that it just shows how 
psychotically low we've sunk. Yeah, that that's the, true. That I'm the moral, <laughs> I'm, if I'm the moral compass, we're in deep, deep trouble. That's, that's a all really I can say. good point. Yeah, yeah, you're the best we can do. Yes. And then it goes like to Voss. Yes. You so know? who's your guy? Who do you turn to? Like, who do you talk to? Yeah. Who do you get advice from? In comedy? In yeah. whatever. In life? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know. Jerry? Mother. Oh. <laughs> Colin's mom died. My mom died. But Sorry she was for a, your loss. Sorry for your loss. Thank you. Sorry for your loss. But she was, uh, yeah, she was pretty funny. You know, she was one I yeah. always talked to. I was, I was, I was a real mama's boy. You talked when to you were growing up, would you like? Would thank you, you guys for coming to the kid funeral. It was yeah. very nice. It was a fun funeral. How about when uh, Keith wouldn't take his jacket off? No. <laughs> what? That was weird. But Keith wouldn't take his jacket off. He wouldn't take off. his jacket off at the wake. So Such haunted. an awful person. <laughs> Wait, so you you would t- ask your mom for advice? Yeah. Do you remember like going through a breakup and telling your your mom? Or no, we would like, never talk about breakups. We're Irish. Nobody talks about sex in the family. My mother walked in once when I was with a girl naked having sex, and it was a very uh, you know it was one of those things we never really. You didn't lock the door as you wanted to come in. Whoa, excuse me, Sigmund Freud, but I don't think that's what happened. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, no, I would never talk about breakups with my mom. I mean, you know. I did with my mom. You did? Yeah. She, my mom, she, my mom was so to the point that she helped me in her own way. She helped me get over it. Like I was in love with the girl, Tina. Oh, and, I love Tina. You can remember uh, Tina. And then my mom would always, cause, you know, you wait for the phone, for the phone call, you know, and make sure nobody was on the phone. Mom, I said, hey, mom, anybody call me? And then she go, there you go again. Tina, 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 boy, you make my butt itch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a- and that was the big breakup one? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that told me that, you know. Do you remember the first time you got your heart broken, Colin? Yeah, sure. It was in high school. It was uh, this girl I went out with, and then um, you know she broke. She broke my heart. And she was like, she was out of my league. But I always <laughs> thought I was, you know, I always thought I was better than I was. I mean, that's really kept me going. That's all of us. Time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Look at this room. You can't do stand. <laughs> I don't think you can do stand up unless you think you have to have a lot of confidence. You have to like, be delusional. Like, yeah, I think yeah. so. Right? Mm-hmm. Like people always say, low self esteem, but it's really you got to have a real delusion of grandeur yeah. to say, I'm going on stage. I don't play any instruments. I don't sing. <laughs> true. I want you people to pay to hear what I got to say, what I'm thinking right You're now. Right. That is so obnoxious. So, if you think about what we do, it is so awful. Yeah, I stopped. I was like, I used to smoke a lot of pot on the road, and then I, I just was in, alone in a hotel room. I tell jokes to strangers. Ugh. But people love it because yeah. you, you can't, people can't laugh without it. You're right, and I we think we're gifting them with our brilliant insights, and we're so <laughs> you're just welcome, San Diego. <laughs> but, <laughs> even after stand-up, we have podcasts because we're like, people need to hear my yeah. <laughs> more <laughs> thoughts that are valuable. So gross. All my thoughts are valuable. It's true. Now, Paul, a lot of industry listens to this show. This is a oh, hot. Yeah, I know this it is, is. I know people that listen to this show. Uh, no one believes that. I've I never heard really? of someone Who listens listening. to us. <laughs> This girl is working on my show. She goes, I love that podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so What's we her name? We got to give her a shout out. Yeah. She's your demo. Late 20s, probably. You know what I mean? What's her name? That's also Keith's demo. Julia. Julia. Hi, Julia. Hi, Julia. We Julia. have a listener. What's up, Julia, Julia, can you make us some fan art? <laughs> we want someone to do a collage of us, but no one's done anything. No, but be flattered. And she's very smart. 
Okay, nobody said she wasn't smart. I know. I was just trying to add to you guys' you know, demo. You should be happy. Right. <laughs> Could have been a dummy. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, Carl. So there's. So we do have a, a new portion, which... Um, oh, brother. It's uh, Well, because there's so much industry that listens, we want to oh. give you the chance to showcase <laughs> okay. in a segment that Bridget named. Oh, away my baby. What Sing. accents can you do? Oh, I can do any accents. You name okay. it, I'll do it. How about Jamaican. like a famous movie moment? I want to see him do a Jamaican. No, that'll be too racist. What about Scottish? Can you well, do I can like do a Scottish? Let's but give hear me something a, to say. A Braveheart. Can okay, you here you can read, read this. Your own bio. You can read this this large quote <laughs> okay. from Einstein. Everybody is a genius, <laughs> but if you judge a fish by its ability to claim a prey, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Oh my Why? God! I hope the industry was listening to that. That's why we're I doing it. I am blown away. Wow. That was oh great. God. I'm good at accents. Can you do Australian? Oh, yeah. Say, I was in Crocodile say, I got too. Quote, I got a quote for you. <laughs> Go ahead. Say, be yourself. Everyone else has already taken an Australian accent. <laughs> I can't do that. Hold no. on. Do something from Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Do you, do you remember, remember any line? of your big lines? If it's all the same to you, I'll drive that rig. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's from... Uh, you know. I want a damn Jamaican accent. <laughs> All right, give on, dear me. Um, watch your dween. Everybody <laughs> is a genius. If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it's stupid. <laughs> wow. it, that sounds a little bit like the Scottish accent. It was a little bit Irish. <laughs> it got a little Irish. Yeah. That happens with Jamaicans. Oh. I am so blown away. I think we all thought this Secret was going to be an accent. I just, You're a you know, dialect. I can't speak languages. Are you a dialect coach? No, I can't speak languages, though. That's my problem. All right. Well, wow, you Carl. know, Carl. That was amazing. Wow. This is, this is incredible. <laughs> what, um, what have you learned, Carl? Whoa. In what area? I know. I don't know. Commitment? I just, yeah, commitment. The, yeah, the relationships. Theme alive? Look, uh, did I ever say I was a good podcast host? <laughs> I don't go, remember saying I that. I go in what area? You go, I don't know. You go, I don't know. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, the the thing that it, that you think you know all your life, and that that you never learn until it's you know until you go through horrible pain, which is that ego in subtle any form was gonna you can never you can never love somebody. It's just the self centered yeah. ego. It's just it's it's the worst thing. Worst especially thing in like, my in my history anyway. Yeah. Like especially when you're younger in relationships and you get worried or you're jealous. It's not because you're so in love with that person. It's your ego. It's like you don't want them to think that they got over on you or you don't want to look stupid like you didn't know. Like now, you know, if Chris cheated on me, it would it would hurt for all different reasons. Chris is cheating on you. Really? Yes. Tatiana? <laughs> I saw him downtown. God, downtown? That's the worst kind of cheating. <laughs> downtown is so dumb. So I was thinking um, of who... I would want my last supper to be with, you know? And where and what I want to eat. You can probably guess where and what I want to eat, Bridge. Yeah. Pascal's Manali. Pascal's Manali barbecue shrimp in New Orleans. And I was like kind of thinking of who the guest list would be of it. But really what I came up with was that my very last meal, I would want to be with just my sister. Oh. And um, but I would want you to be our waiter. <laughs> 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 you Colin. And I hope that you're flattered by that. I am and flattered. I also think it's because you'd be a great waiter. I was a waiter. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> what about you guys? What, what would you eat and who would be at your last supper? 
You know what? It would just Ugh. be a bunch of comics. Like what comics? Yeah. Who are the comics I mean, that would be de- there? Definitely you guys. Is there anyone else we're missing? I mean, maybe Gloria Steinem, but and or maybe like, no, and she'd, she'd be like disgusted us, by though. us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll go. I'll take uh, my last supper, Gloria Steinem. <laughs> right. You finally take uh, some time. She doesn't want to yeah, go to yeah, supper I'm with take you. I'm going to take some time, and I'm going to play James Brown. This is a man's world. Oh, Ooh. you're such a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. This is a man's world. Joe's Pizza with Hitler. Oh, come on. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> you stay the hell away from my baby. <laughs> Colin is so tickled with himself right now. He can't even breathe. Oh, you stink. Oh, my God. Uh, well, Colin, we love you. I love, I love you. you. Thank you for doing Thank you. this. Stay strong. Talk soon. Hey, 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 three girls, one Keith. Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Natalie Tella and Robin Hopkins. Three Girls, One Keith is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio Design, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, and Dan Rosato. And by the way, make sure to follow Three Girls, One Keith so you don't miss a single episode. I was a chain-smoking dick slinger. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> 